Good evening, I'm Rick Dancer. Welcome to Get Real with Rick Dancer. Tonight, we are coming to you live from Townsend, Montana. We're also in Springfield, Oregon. We're also in Eugene, Oregon. We're also in Junction City, Oregon. And Jake, our first guest who's gonna come on in a minute, he's somewhere in Idaho. So this is no longer an Oregon show. This is an international nightmare. <laughs> so I wrote something today asking a few questions and I was thinking Kim and I were talking a little bit. In fact, I'll just bring her on here because Kim, I, I was saying, you know, some of the haters, some of the people that aren't real happy with me all the time, I, I feel like, I'm like a, a booger on your finger. You shake and shake and you just can't get rid of it. And they just don't <laughs> want to leave because they don't like me, but they don't want to leave because they want to uh -huh. argue. And you said. <laughs> I said, you're that bad boy that we date, even though we shouldn't. <laughs> so that is the definition of get real with Rick Dancer. <laughs> I mean, it kind of sums him up, right? <laughs> so tell me, tell me what we have coming that you have coming up tonight. Yeah, I know. I'm so excited. We have so many events that I, but I, I picked my two favorites. I have to be honest. I'm a teacher. So Upstart Crow Theater, Youth Theater is so huge for the kiddos and my kids are going to summer camp there. So talking with Emily about their um, production this weekend and also upcoming stuff for the summer. And then we've got the good old Junction City Car Show. So we're going to have Corey talk about the car show. So the function for Junction is this weekend. And I think back, honestly, I think, I mean, I'm almost positive. When it first started, the previous function injunction, um, I, I think I was the first guy to do a story on it with Bob and put him out there. Bob's oh, okay. Bob back when it was before. Yeah. And he's going to talk yeah. about there was a name change, right? But yeah. yeah and then okay. Bob bought a wiener stand and he sells hot dogs. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, boy. And he's, he's a very controversial guy. He gets in a lot of trouble with the city he used to. Um, oh, he's a, he's okay. A quiet person about it. And then we have um, also tonight, Bill London is going to be on with the news, obviously. And then we've got a guy, this young man, Jake, walks America. And he's going to yes. be our first guest. And he's walking across the country uh, for um, PTSD um, and our veterans and to bring awareness to that. And um, I talked to him. Uh, he was in Eugene a while ago. And he'd already been on all the stations and everything. Not like anybody really watches the stations. But anyway, um, <laughs> and I said, you know, let's wait till you get closer to me since I'm in Montana. So he's on tonight too as well. Oh, so nice. You, okay. What's our question tonight? Okay. So our question is why was Memorial Day's date chosen? And if you guys guessed today, so I, I wanted to use this on Tuesday and didn't. Memorial Day was Monday. Why did they choose that date for Memorial Day in particular? There's a reason. And if you guys guess it, Matt over at Hyperbaric is going to give you guys a free or, or not a 10% off of a treatment over there. So and Kim, is that is a question. Why was Memorial Day put on a Monday? It's uh, yeah, it's the date in in general. It's kind of like a, it's because of the month that it's in. There's a reason why it was chosen to be. Let's stick with month. Um, okay, so that's that. the yeah. question, you guys, and you get ten percent off a hyperbaric treatment if you guess it right. There it is, right there. Let's get the open, Kim. I'll put you, bring you back in a couple of minutes. Here we go, and we're gonna start. The Who puts up with this? That's what I don't understand. Bring the lion out. Bring the bring the lion. Um, tonight on our show, we're going to have... Hey guys, don't you think it's kind of fun that you get to comment on the news? There's a cost. Oh yeah, there's a cost. People come after you. Like, I think that's why this is so much fun is because... We'll see you at five. And 
Chris Daniel Family Dentistry is one of our sponsors tonight. Also, Matt McCarl with New Leaf Hyperbarics and our Wellness Center. We also have Derek Roser with Roser Real Estate Group. He'll be joining us with a little clip in just a minute. And I think that that is everybody. So let's bring on our first guest, Jake Walks of America. How you doing, man? Pretty good. Got some shin splints right now, so I'm taking a couple of days off. Part of it. So what town are you in? I am in Mountain Home, Idaho right now. And that's near what? Since not everybody's familiar with it. That is uh, maybe maybe 50 miles east of Boise. So to tell people what you're doing, the, the re, you know, what you're doing and why you're doing it. Um, so I became homeless after I got out of the Army back in, well, I got out of the Army in 2011, but I, came, I became homeless in 2012. And I started walking between towns to look for work. And I realized walking was helping my PTSD. So I decided to walk across America just to see what it would do for me. And I ended up going from Tennessee to Delaware, to California, to Florida, to Alaska, back to Florida and back to California again. And um, I was um, doing it for different charities at the time. And that was kind of giving me a sense of purpose and my motivation every day. You know, I did it for, um, well, the first time I did it for myself. And um, then I did it for a charity called Shot at Life. And they do vaccinations for children in developing countries. And then I did it for the Wounded Warriors Project. And uh, then I did it for St. Jude. But- uh, What are you doing it for this time? For this time, uh, well, I ended up writing a book about all of my experiences. And uh, I'm currently walking from Oregon to Maine, and I am promoting my book, and I'm using the money from my book sales to get some land over in Oregon, and I'm going to use that land, that land to start a camp to help veterans with PTSD. And so you have you have PTSD? Yes, yes, I do. How does that how does that how does that affect you, Jake? Um, so it's. It was more like uh, depression and anxiety, um, hypervigilance, and um, not wanting to trust people anymore. I kind of lost my, uh, just kind of gave up on people. I thought everyone was evil kind of thing. And, but I think like the, the worst part of it was the depression for me. So what have you learned um, from being on the road? I've seen, I follow you um, yeah. online, so I see some of your posts and stuff, but you just like, is this motel room the one some woman just gave you money for a motel room, right? Yeah. Tell, tell me how that happened. Um, so she just, she reached out to me on Facebook. She sent me a message and she was uh, asking if she could get a book from me. And then she was like, well, can I get you a motel too? And I was like, sure, that, w- that would be nice, you know, so then I won't have to worry about stealth camping while I'm in town or anything because I'm trying to save my money. I don't want to spend my own money on motel. And uh, yeah, I was like, okay, we could do that. It sounds nice. And uh, yeah, she ended up giving me 300 bucks to stay in the motel for a couple of days. So, so what have you learned about yourself? Um, it's just, it's been so much. Um, it's, it was um, like when I first started, I didn't, 
want to, anything to do with people. Uh, when I was going through towns, I would wait until it was dark. Uh, so everyone was pretty much at home and everything. And I went to deal with people and I was dumpster diving for food and everything. And uh, slowly uh, I started to get more comfortable with people. They would stop and give me food or water or whatever. And, you know, I slowly built my trust up with people again. And eventually, I guess I got so desperate that when someone offered me to stay the night at their house, I accepted it and it went well. And I kind of um, continued to do that, like not all the time, but sometimes I would feel comfortable enough to go to someone's house. And um, it just slowly started making me feel better about people. And um, I think just exercising and being outside was helping me and finding different uh, like purposes behind walking instead of just walking. <clears throat> so do you feel like this is your this is your thing? I think so, yeah, because I was infantry for one thing in the army and basically my job was walking. But that's how it felt to me, you know. And so I'm trying to wonder how do I turn walking into a career, I guess. Or that's what it feels like. When I'm out walking, it feels like I'm I'm working. It feels like I'm out on a mission, you know. Well, you are, aren't you? Yeah. Is this the best thing you've ever done? I think so. <laughs> are you proud of yourself? Yeah, uh, now I am. It took a while to get to this point, you know, but uh, even though I was doing it for different charities and everything, I still kind of felt lost. I didn't really know what I was doing because when I would get across the country, it was like, now what? Because I could always find a reason to walk, but I could never find a reason to stop. And my body was breaking down. And uh, at some point, my knees pretty much went out on me. I couldn't walk more than 10 feet, and my knees were dislocating. And I, uh, I actually tried to commit suicide because of that, because I couldn't walk anymore, and that's all I knew to do. And uh, ended up in the VA hospital in uh, San Francisco, California. And everyone was like telling me how inspiring my story was to them. And this is before I wrote my book, you know. So at that point, I was like, I think my my goal is really to just inspire people, I guess. You know, like I can't give up because then I'm just, you know, letting people think it's okay to give up. And, you know, that's the, the leader qualities are coming back out and that's good. So how do people find you if they want to follow you? Um, what do they, where do they look for you? Um, they can go to my website. It's jakewalksamerica.com and they can find my book on there and links to my Facebook and Instagram. Well, Jake, would you do me a favor? I'm, I know you will because you, you and I have been talking for quite a while here. Just keep in touch with me because as you get farther and stuff, and if you have like a day, when you meet somebody that's really outstanding and you want to do something, let's set up a time when you and them and I can come on and we'll just bring you live on the show. Would you do that? Yeah, I can try. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> sure that's all I You will, you know what? You would be surprised at how many people will just come out of the woodwork to come and do something yeah. like that. All right, man. Thank you for doing what you, thank you for your service too, to our country. I really appreciate that. Thank you, brother. All right. We'll see you later, man. See ya. Okay. Bye buddy. That awesome. So he said, I thought that was kind of funny. He was lost and now he's found. And that kind of what we're all looking for in our life. Um, a purpose, a reason to be here. Um, 
something to wake up for in the morning, something to feel good about. And he's meeting, if you follow him, I'm sorry, I'm getting a little teary. But if you follow him and see the people he's meeting, he's impacting people one person at a time. You don't have to be a big name superstar um, to change the pe people's lives. Um, you just have to do what you're told to do, follow your heart, follow your calling, and then go do it. And don't listen to the people that tell you that you can't. Uh, if I listen to all the people that tell me that I can't do what I'm doing, I'd be sitting down somewhere and also really depressed. Um, Dr. Ratlin is one of our sponsors. He recently paid for a billboard. How do you like this? I know not all of you like it, but you know what? That's what makes the world so interesting is when we can all be different. <laughs> Speaking of different, look at Kim Stark. Here's and if he didn't, man, <laughs> man with beard, here's pretty woman on the right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I love his billboards. I love that he likes to speak his mind and put it out there for everyone to see. So yeah, he, he's just not afraid. And you know what's so funny yeah. is he does lose some clients and patients that way, but he gains far more. Um, than he ever <laughs> loses. And I think if people just learn, just be who you're yeah. supposed to be. You know, like Jake, mm -hmm. like Jake, you know, yeah. he's finding out. Oh, he's I know, exactly. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. Um, yep. Oh, yep. Yes, hold on. I got to bring Liz. Thank you, Rick, for doing stories. Real people. Real exactly. Life. Exactly. Jeff, or for making is, stupid YouTube videos that our kids watch. I love that you're <laughs> You guys, you know, the, um, the thing you could do to really just to be a part of the journey with Jake and just to show him support is go like his page, follow his Facebook page, because I swear to you, you will like, there's things I pop up and I'm like, going, oh my God, look at that person he talked to. Cause he puts all that stuff on there. So that's really uh -huh. cool. So what else do we got going on today? What else? Gotta, I know. Where should we go next? <laughs> our, our, market in Townsend started today. It went till oh, six. I exciting. saw like five stands and there was some Hooterites. <laughs> They're like Amish people that live in the area and they had yeah. some blankets and stuff out there. So next Thursday, I'm going to go down there before I have to come do this with you. Oh, yes. I didn't mean it like you need to go shopping. Oh, before you have to. Okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I see. We function in this function for let's junction. do that yeah okay let's let's do the function for junction first because Corey Corey was on right away he came on thank you so much Corey to uh for joining us and I want to hear about this because you mentioned that function for junction for those of you guys who don't know is in Junction City this weekend um changed its name a while back so tell us about that real quick so so it started off as the function in junction and that was um uh, started by Bob White, the owner of Graffiti Alley in Eugene. And um, it, in 2003, it, uh, they decided to make it a nonprofit. And that's when uh, he kind of stepped back and, and uh, turned into a nonprofit known as the Function 4 Junction. So that's the, that's the distinction Got it. there. Got it. Okay. Now I know it's mainly about the cars and the, and the car show and, and all that, but you guys have some cool things ha happening. Did I see something that's new this year or maybe not new, but I didn't notice it before you guys have some, um, some, some t different events this year. Tell us what's going on and, and when it's starting. I think it's tomorrow. Yeah, so, so we, so Friday we have our Friday night cruise and the Friday night cruise last year, we opened it up to four wheel drives. Um, you know, motorcycles, new and old cars. There's really no restrictions as long as it's, um, you know, legal to be on the road. So 
that's that's Friday night. And then uh, Saturday we have our show um, mm-hmm. that's, you know, that we've always had added. Uh, we're having a live band this year. That's something new that we've added. Uh, costume contest. One of our board members is uh, kind of running oh, yeah. running that. And so, you know, people dress okay. up, you know, like the era of their cars. It's kind of neat. There's mm-hmm. there we, we had that last year um, and it was kind of fun. So so we're hoping that it will be bigger this year. Uh, yeah, I think that's what I saw was the costume thing. So yeah. So what's the what's the is there a theme or do people dress up like to match their car or something? What's yeah. The- Yep, okay. they, they dress up to kind of match their cars. You know, if they have a 60s car, they kind of dress cool. up, you know, 60s uh, look. Or, you know, we had one uh, one of the guys in town that owns uh, Junction City Muffler dressed up as a race car driver from the 60s. And that was kind of cool nice. last year. Nice. And, and <laughs> you know, we had a, a cop car and a guy dressed up as a, you know, 50s cop. You know, it was, it was kind of cool. Yeah. Too. So oh, that's things cool. like that. Um, now you guys have it earlier because I'm from Roseburg. So of course we had graffiti days. It was always in the yep. middle of the, the hot summer. So you guys have this kind of earlier in the year. I think it, what, what are we forecasted for a little bit of rain this weekend? Do you guys have yeah, we're, anything? We're not going to talk about that. So. Yeah, <laughs> just forget. <laughs> well, I know people will be out there regardless. I just wondered if you guys have, you know, like um, have to make other plans in case it downpours, but I don't think it's going to. So you'll be. No, fine. I mean, we live in Oregon, so we just, uh, you know, maybe some of the fancier cars might uh stay garaged i don't know it's it we're gonna do it rain or shine so good good okay and the music is who who's performing uh riffle okay Okay. nice so if people um want to join what would you recommend if they haven't been out there before and i know a lot of you around here have already been there but for newcomers or maybe people who are visiting the area what would you recommend they check out to kind of get the main feel of it would they go probably Uh, saturday yeah, I mean, the Friday night cruise is really cool. I mean, it, okay. we closed down the whole uh, from one end of town to the other, you know, on Highway 99. So we, we, uh, you know, that's a lot of fun. You know, we probably get a okay. thousand cars each night. Um, and then, you know, again, we call it, close it down on Saturday and the cruise is a little bit larger on Saturday and the, and the show is all, you know, all our main downtown. So there, there's just a lot to do, you know, Friday yeah. to Saturday. Okay. Yeah. And I love it that it kind of just showcases Junction City and Function for Junction goes for what's the nonprofit um, you guys have. So tell me kind of how that started or wh- why that's important to the community, maybe. Well, you know, one of the things that I hear a lot is that some of the especially food businesses have one of their best days, you know, single day of the year, you know, and for us, you know, that's that's kind of what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, um, yeah. That's what it's about for us, really, the community. We give, uh, we have a lot of volunteers, you know, the sports teams um, help us put this on. It it takes hundreds of volunteers to do this. So, Oh, we, I, I can imagine. I was going to ask about that. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it Maybe. takes a lot. Kim, they're asking, can you drive cars that are not street legal for the event? Uh, no. Who was This that? is all, yeah, people who, people, do other people have to register to drive? Yes. Yep, we we okay. uh, we have pre-registration, and that ended um, yesterday. We have we're going to have uh, registration at Sixth and Deal starting tomorrow at noon uh, till about okay. seven, and then uh, and then it'll be downtown um, at Sixth uh, and Greenwood at US. What time? What time uh, tomorrow morning, well, it it'll starts at eight tomorrow morning, but oh. people will start lining up early. What about the cruise tomorrow night and Saturday or whenever it is? Somebody's asking. Yeah, so the cruise tomorrow night will start at about six. Um, you know, we start closing the roads down about five thirty. Um, it'll start okay. six tomorrow, about five thirty on Saturday. 
Okay, and we can put your link up there too. You have the Facebook page that tells all of that, that um, talks about that. So we'll put that on the comments. Yep. Hey, Corey, thanks, man. Thanks for doing what you do for thank our you. Jackson School. All right, yeah, we'll see you later. Thank you. Yeah, you see the kids out there, they would love it. Because you know, oh, they'll love it. They'll love it. And there's yeah. like hot rods and all kinds of cool stuff that, I mean, it's like a, yeah. it's, it's really awesome. You'll have a good It's time. always fun. I loved graffiti night in, in Roseburg. It was just one of those memories. So, yeah, the kids will love it. So fun. Okay. Um, okay. Our first sponsor, Matt McCarl, yes. is mm -hmm. a Harrisburgian. I don't know. Oh, okay. So he is uniquely <laughs> I make these things up. So what's a junction city in? The junction city. Yeah, what's a junction city in? That doesn't have the same ring. <laughs> Probably. Oh, well, anyway, here's Matt McCarl. Did you know, here at New Leaf Higher Barracks and Wellness, we recently changed chamber manufacturers that we work with. Just a little over a year and a half ago, we switched to a company called Summit to Sea. One of the major reasons we did that is because, as you can see, they come in multiple sizes. We have two chambers here that are 33 inches, one that is 40, and we have a 60 inch chamber, as you can see, for folks in wheelchairs. Also, we get a lot of folks that say that they have issues being in small, tight places, and that 33 inches may even be a little small for them. The 40 inch one is very comfortable for those folks. If that one's even a little too small, we do have that 60 inch chamber, which is super roomy. We can fit a whole wheelchair in there. So folks that have that spatial issue, usually feel very comfortable in that larger chamber. For further questions, give us a call, 541-636-3278, or look us up online at newleafeugene.com. So Kim, they do, they really wow. do have, some people get claustrophobic, you know? Right. And, and so they're getting larger tubes that you lay in, and then yeah. they do, I did a video on it with one that he has that you actually, a person in a wheelchair can go in it and somebody else can be in it. It's like the size of a, a tent. And you huh. go in your chamber so um, people can go do that. I swear, Kim, Ma Matt will give you a free session. You need to go down I know. There. I need to. We keep saying this, don't we? I know. Okay. I've been so busy, but now school's almost out. So I'm going to make my time to go over there and check it out. And if yeah. you guys can check it out with 10% off, if you get our question, which no one is answering yet. If somebody did have one on here, but you were busy. Well, oh, um, maybe. You know what? Okay. I'll go find it because you've been so doing The question is, why was Memorial Day chosen to be when it is, which is the last Monday in May? The last Monday in the month, Federal Holiday Act, put it on the last Monday, and now it's a federal holiday since 1971. Okay, but why was that chosen? Why late okay. May? So, Barry, why late May? You got you, you gave us some We'll give it to you if you give us that. <laughs> yeah, you're working on it. All right, you have another guest. I'm I have another Emily. one. I know, we're so full. Okay, Emily's here. Emily's with hello, Emily. Emily's with the lovely and um, how do I how do I pronounce? It? <laughs> Just lovely. She's got this right behind her. The Shrek the Musical Upstart Crow Children's Theater, which I'm a huge fan of, and my kids haven't been there. They're going this summer for camp, so they're going to. So tell us a little bit about. First of all, you can talk about Shrek because that's this weekend, and then you can chat about Upstart Crow because I want to tell people what it is for those who are unfamiliar. Okay, cool. We'll go in that order then. So Shrek <laughs> is this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. We have four shows. We have two different casts. We oftentimes will cast two casts so that we have more children be able to play all the fun parts. So we have okay. two casts that alternate. and we So Onion Cute. and Parfait cast. And uh, the day shows start at 1.30 and the evening shows start at 6.30. So that repeats Saturday and Sunday. We have the same lineup, but they alternate casts. So you could theoretically see two different shows 
uh, based on who's what choices they make as actors. <laughs> yeah, ah, I love that idea. And you're at Willamette High School for this because of the big stage, I assume. That's right. It is a fantastically huge stage with all kinds of fun stage uh things that we can play with. Um, and so we, yeah, we chose the bigger venue because we we're all ready to go see another live show. So we're expecting that more people will want to come. <laughs> oh, yay. Okay. Yeah. And there's still tickets available. So people can go on there. We'll put the link where people can go in and buy some. I assume that some times are busier than others. Some, it feels like the opening night show has gotten a lot of, um, popular it's very popular and so that one is yeah. maybe full but the rest of them are looking like there's a little availability reserved seatings are 15 dollars for every for everybody though all ages but general okay. admission seating is 10 dollars for adults and five for students and so we have maybe oh, a little nice. little flexibility there but yeah okay so students are five and adults 10 that's right. great unless you want to get a, a reserve seat and i haven't actually been out to that auditorium so we'll see how it looks when we go i have a couple of students who are performing so i think this is super exciting um tell us about about the theater for those who are unfamiliar absolutely so we are a nonprofit uh youth organization here in town and we kind of like to think of ourselves more of like youth enrichment and youth development and we just sort of do it through the lens of theater of, of performing and and get to wear costumes and those kind of things but at the end of the day we are kind of create uh helping develop tomorrow's leaders and tomorrow's workforce and everybody you know a, a well-rounded human being so to speak so yeah, we, right. like, we like to say that we accept everybody as they are. I know our first segment, we were talking about be who you are, be who you mm -hmm. are, right? And embrace mm -hmm. it. And so I, I think that's definitely what we try to do. We try to get everybody to just feel comfortable in their skin and yeah. try new things. Oh, it's so fun. Why do you think this is so important um, right now, especially? Um, I know, you know, arts and theater, it's, 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 not, as, um, it's, not, it's not as easy to find anymore. Yeah. So that's for one. Um, what else, though, do you guys have that kind of makes, makes it unique and, and special for those kiddos who come to you? Absolutely. Well, aside from, like I was saying, aside from um, productions, because we're youth development, we have classes that range anything from, they're, they're very, there's a lot of theater based and acting and maybe song and dance and some of those, but we also have some technical components in that. And so we have mm -hmm. a lot of stagecraft classes that were, quite frankly, were making cosplay costumes sometimes, really fun stuff that way. And then that carries over into summer. So we're going to have a whole bunch of theater camps and summer camps that some of them are very theater uh, oriented and and we're going to do a lot of we're going to put on a show at the end but the other i'd say half of them are really just summer camps so they're all these okay camps of like there's a star wars star alliance style camp and there's some ah. um, um like a uh, fairy tale creature camp there's so there's all kinds of basically <laughs> uh, camps you're kind of your traditional summer camp where we're just going to come have okay. fun and those kids that maybe really want to do some summer camps, but they're not sure if they want to perform things yet. Mm -hmm. This, this mm -hmm. is the sign for them. It's, it's for oh. Yeah. That's so nice that you have that variety for kiddos who some are probably real hesitant getting in. And then I'm sure you see this a lot. They come in, they're shy. They don't want to be there. And then they just make a turn, don't they? They you do. totally see that switch. Yeah, absolutely. I often I hear it a lot of times, especially especially that first show that really hooks them. But even in camps, <laughs> I hear those those kind of like nervous or shyer kids go, I found my people. I found my home, <laughs> you know, and, oh. and they make relationships. I think there's just something about getting to come play and be creative yep. and really, I mean, play make-believe. I think deep down, most right. of us have tried that with or without a theater. <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. We've all done it. Then we have permission to do it. And That's there's it. just something about being involved in that crew and what it takes to get that to put that show on. And it's just such a close family because you're doing that day in and day out. So that's what I love about it anyway. Me so too. fun. Well, awesome. Well, I'm going to put the link on. People, if you guys want to go see Shrek this, this weekend and then um, more to go, we'll put the link so they can go look for other stuff as well. And summer camps. Fun, fun. Yeah. Emily, thank you. Thank you, too. Yeah, we'll see you later. Yeah, All right. Cool. Yeah. So fun. The date of or memorial decoration oh. is chosen because it wasn't the anniversary of any particular battle. Oh, okay. And that probably is true. That wasn't the one I was referring to. <laughs> I don't know. My question sometimes. Oh, geez. Um, okay. This is more about um, uh, how do I, I, I never want to give it away, Rick, but then, okay, this is, there, there's a reason it was chosen to be in spring. That's, that's a little hint. I mean, spring, what do you think of when you think of spring? I'm giving it away, but I don't care. You guys guess it. So you okay, can get come to on, you guys. Melissa, you were asking Melissa's other going, put the question up again. Oh, okay. <laughs> Melissa there, it was up. Okay. So why was Memorial Day? Why is it chosen in late May to be the last uh, Monday of May? And it the time of year and spring. spring. I, and I think you could probably get it now, right? Okay, Derek Roser wants to talk about tacos. You ready? Okay. Hey, Derek Roser here. I'm on my weekly taco tour. We're in Springfield, Oregon. I'm at Quack Taco at 3400 Main Street, and we're going to talk about real estate. <laughs> so you're buying a home no matter what. You're either buying it for you or you're buying it for your landlord. Be your own landlord. The market's spicy, just like this taco from Quack Taco on Main Street in Springfield. Oh man, that is good stuff. You know, so he does think, these so he can go eat. Is that what's going on? I think that this is a scam. You know, I think I he just came up with a way to do go eat tacos. But you know what's cool about Derek is he's he's supporting those businesses, giving them a free appetite. I've never heard of that. Have you heard of that? I know I haven't either, and I live out that direction. So that's this is very he, true. Well, and we went to Cobra Candy Store after he had them on. Yeah. So that's so true. I think he's he doing us. a great job of not only promoting, you know, giving people a little advice on real estate, which he was my realtor, he sold my house. Uh, did a right. great job, but he's also doing um, little spots like that. We're gonna have all of our clients start doing some stuff like that. Hey, we have a new client. I forgot to tell you about. It. I know we oh, got. Who is it? But Compton Family um, Winery, out oh. of out of Philoma. They watched oh, the fun. show. Okay. What we do. They said, "Hey, we want to sponsor what you're doing." Oh. Kathy and I stopped by there in Philoma on the way home from Newport when we were down there. Yeah. And they showed us their winery. They make a sparkling. They make a really fancy. They make a more moderate wine too. Um, and they're uh -huh, going to be on uh -huh. the 14th. Tim, you know, Tim who works with us, he's going to yeah. go up and do it live for them. And they do oh. the actually, actually ferment their wine in a big concrete egg, kind of the way that it used to be done. Um, oh. and so we're going to find out about that. They also do, okay. they have, you'll love this. So in their winery where they grow, they also have yeah. pigs, goats, and some other animals that Tim will tell us about. But they let them just wander through. Yeah, the, the the grape so that their poop yep. becomes part of the, the fertilizing yep. process. You know, yeah, you knew I would so, love that. Our bunny poop yeah. is all over our stuff. Mm -hmm. So yep. you'll be all. It's gonna be. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. Um, okay, so saying. let me bring. Um, you know what? Do you have? Uh, do you have a football game tonight? No, no, it's over. Okay, we're good. All right, so we're gonna hope somebody gets that question. Let's bring Bill on. We'll get to the the news, and then we'll come back and see if one of you guys gets it. Here we go, Bill. 
And now it's time for the Muppet Show. Yay! Hi, this is Bill Lennon from News Radio 1120 and 93.7 FM KPNW. I uh, also host the KPNW Wake Up Call, co host it, 6 a.m. to 9, Monday through Friday mornings. So let's take a look at some of the news. And it's just really some days there's themes, and other days it's just sort of bits and pieces from all over the place. So let's do bits and pieces. Uh, first off, we're going to start off with a new poll that came out, and this has to do with the gubernatorial race in Oregon. Former House Republican leader Christine Drazen, admittedly, this is crazy, right now is leading a new poll in the gubernatorial race. Uh, Christine Drazen, the Republican former House Minority Leader, Nearly 30% of likely Oregon voters picked Drazen as their choice for governor. Tina Kotek, the Democrat, former Speaker of the House, 28%. And in case you're wondering about Betsy Johnson, the unaffiliated candidate, she drew almost 20%. Now, this poll was done by Nelson Research, which is an Oregon-based public opinion research firm. Um, what is interesting about it, though, is, is that there's still a lot of likely voters that have no clue who they're going to vote for. About 24% of likely voters right now are undecided. Uh, the poll was done last week on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday of 516 likely Oregon voters. Now, one of those candidates is, of course, Betsy Johnson. And even though she's raised millions of dollars, and she's running as a non-affiliated candidate, she's still technically not on the ballot yet. Non-affiliated candidates need thousands of signatures and a petition to have their names actually printed on the general ballot. Now, Johnson's considered a gubernatorial candidate by the Oregon Secretary of State's office, because she's filed the right paperwork and has a political action committee. All campaign finance rules currently apply to her as with anybody else, but Johnson still needs to go out and collect 23,744 signatures of registered active Oregon voters to get on the ballot. That number, by the way, represents 1% of the votes cast in the most recent presidential election, which is a requirement that's predicated by the Oregon Constitution. Most political experts say that Johnson should have no problem getting enough signatures. And if the recent poll that we just talked about, which really, if you look at the plus and minus uh, of that, and, you know, the margin of error, which was 4.3%. Right now, she's in a dead heat for second with Tina Kotek. So getting those signatures, probably not going to be a problem. But she still has to get them, and the date she has to have them by is August 30th. Well, the Portland Public Schools Policy Committee is now discussing a proposal that would enforce penalties for legal concealed handgun license holders if they pack their guns onto school campuses. Now, all of this was made capable by Senate Bill 554, which was passed into law by the legislature last year. And one part of that new law allows public schools, colleges, and universities to essentially ban guns 
for those that have CHLs on their properties. PPS School Board Member and Committee Policy Chair Julia Brim Edwards believes passing the proposal will, quote, make schools safer. Now, eight months after that law was passed, a majority of Oregon schools haven't adopted it, including at this point PPS in Portland. But Brim Edwards says they've been working on it for three months. Now, not everyone with Portland Public Schools is necessarily on board with the idea. You have Director of Risk Management for Portland Public Schools, Joe Crellier, who says he believes prohibiting responsible CHL holders from carrying on campuses would leave schools defenseless. He said he's especially worried because there are no school resource officers allowed on PPS campuses. The measure is going to go for a full school board discussion. Their next meeting is January 14th. And by the way, keep in mind, the Eugene 4J School Board is going to be voting on whether to adopt a similar proposal coming up on June 22nd. College enrollment has been dropping in nationally even before the pandemic, but the enrollment crisis at U.S. colleges and universities deepened as of spring of this year. This year, 662,000 fewer students are enrolled in undergraduate programs than last year. That represents nationwide a decline of 4.7%. But if you look at Oregon, the schools in Oregon saw a 5.5% dip which was the 10th highest decline in any state in the union. Oh, Senator Jeff Merkley just retested positive for COVID-19. He made the announcement in a statement today, and that has been happening to some people who, who used Paxlovid, and it's referred to as COVID rebound. According to Merkley, he's following the CDC guidelines to isolate, and he'll return to work in person, in his words, as soon as I am able. Take your time. Take as much time as you need. Take your time. Phil Knight, he's the guy that owns Nike, the founder of Nike, has now made a $2 billion plus offer to buy the Portland Trailblazers, and he is negotiating discussions according to ESPN. Now, the reporter from ESPN said the offer is being discussed with the trust of Paul Allen, the Trailblazers owner who passed away in 2018. The report says it is a written offer made by Knight in tandem with the Los Angeles Dodgers co-owner, Alan Smolinski. Now, the presence of Knight in the proposed ownership group speaks to its desire to keep the Blazers in Portland. Keep in mind, Phil Knight was born in Portland. Paul Allen's sister, Jody, has been overseeing the, her brother's estate and carrying out terms of the late billionaire's will for the last four years. The 65-year-old Microsoft co-founder died in 2018 in Seattle from complications of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. He wasn't married, he didn't have kids, and his holdings include the Seattle Seahawks, and the Portland Trailblazers and his investment company, Vulcan Inc. Knight, for his part, is 84 years old, chairman emeritus of Nike and previously CEO of the company. He's the 27th richest person in the world with an estimated net worth of $47.3 billion. What a piker! 27th richest person in the world. Has been. All right, let's look at the news. 
time now for Rick to roll out some form of reel. Have a great weekend. I love that guy. God, I didn't nice realize stuff. Bill Knight was that old, though. No, I know. 84. It's like yeah. at that point, what, what, what are you going to do that with the money anyway? You know what I mean? I, I remember yeah. one time Phil Knight was doing a, a, a mix and match. Like he was yeah. like to raise a billion dollars for the Cancer Institute at OHSU. So he put oh, out a yeah. challenge to other rich friends, you know. And so um, who was it? Um, oh, uh, owner of the uh, Dirt Boils. Uh, with oh, uh-huh. of Columbia Sportswear. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. she gave a match. Like she gave like, I mean, it was like $500 million. Wow. And so I was on a show at KTU talking about the Mark Hatfield documentary we uh-huh. were doing. Dirt was right. there to talk about this money. So she and I were talking because she was friends with Carolyn. So I knew her from that. Oh, okay. okay. Carolyn Chang, mm-hmm. who owned KTI that Kim and I worked together at. And so she was talking to me and I said, so $500 million, she goes, good God, Rick, I'm in my 80s. What am I going to do with it? Oh, that's funny. She is, so, I heard she was hilarious. She was really funny. So I turned to her and I said, well, you know, like you could just $2 million, I'd take it for just you. Just a little, I mean, you know, you hold on to it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You're like, no, really, you want to know what to do? <laughs> yeah. Just throwing it out there. I'll take a couple million dollars from you. Uh, I don't get yeah. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. So Kim, thanks life. for putting all that together tonight. All those uh, great interviews. That was awesome. Go have fun with your family this weekend and we'll see you on Tuesday for our elements health. Club. Oh yeah. And we did have an answer, Terry. Um, so Terry, we'll get him that uh, we'll get him hooked up with that 10%. Yeah. It, it was flowers was, in blue. Terry was mm-hmm. leaving. So, um, Oh, okay. Got, got the right answer. That's the answer. 1968, Congress designated late May so they could put it on a three-day holiday. It's also laying. And the of laying flowers. of flowers because they adorn the graves and the flowers would be in full bloom. So nice job, Terry. We'll get him that 10% off for with Matt. Yeah, we'll get it. Yeah. All right, Kim. See you later. Have a good weekend. All right. Bye. All right. And goodbye to you guys. And take this and share it on your page so other people can see it, hear it, see the interview with Jake and all the other valuable information we have going on. Have a good weekend. We will see you on Monday. Um, that's where we'll be.